0: Welcome to our podcast, This Life, the Chronicles of Autism Mums. I'm Alison Saraf, and I'm joined each week by amazing women who happen to have children on the spectrum. We talk about navigating the ups and downs of parenting kids with autism and how that affected us and our lives as women, professionals, and mothers. Strap in, grab some tissues. Sometimes you'll cry from empathy and others from laughter. Join us on our journey of this life. So what would you, you know, how would you... Because obviously in those situations, for me, as soon as I would get in the car, if that happened, because it's happened to me a few times, then I would be trying to console myself and try and talk through it with myself and being very emotionally upset about it. Because I think even when our kids were younger, I think I was still processing everything that came, everything that came up that. It, it was just an, a constant reminder another reminder of the the struggles that we were all having you know as a family with um, with um, not with Noah but but with the autism so how did you handle that like how did it make you feel but also how were you how how were you kind of working through it
1: well and this this happened to me many times. Mm. It was not even one, yeah. two or three yeah, times, yeah. you know. Or so, <laughs> expert. Or expert. If it happens now, like in your yeah. class I mean, <laughs> just, in just go to give that <laughs> <laughs> you know. But yeah, easier easier way out. But yeah, uh, I would just try in the beginning I was crying in the car, you know, yeah. on my way home yeah. but I didn't want him to see that yeah. I was oh, crying. And yeah. yeah. And after that I said no, oh, I became stronger and stronger yeah. and stronger. Yeah. But I would just go home and, you know, and then after some time, not immediately, but, you know, just have a conversation with Ricardo mm-hmm. and explain to him, you know, why that lady behaved that way and that she didn't mean that, she didn't know what she was talking about, mm-hmm. maybe there is no one with autism in her family, she yeah. doesn't know how. So frustrating
0: so, though that we have to, yeah. you know, that that's it, isn't it? It's so frustrating that we need to go through that and there is that level of, um i think that that level of n- n- no understanding about the condition that you ha- would have a parent that would come up to you and physically like say that which is so judgmental and so terribly wrong mm-hmm. um do you do you think that your the way that you would deal with it has changed now like from from those few years ago when the kids were younger and they were in those kind of play areas you know if you were to take your Uh, yourself back eight years later would you deal with it in a different way absolutely what would you do now I think you know I would Would there be violence involved (laughs) (laughs) no no
1: absolutely not I have um, learned so much about (laughs) autism and I have studied so much about it you know that I think I would just explain to this person yeah you know like you'd have the confidence to just to to just say you know Mm. without any offense or anything you know just Mm. To say what it what it is and yeah. why he's behaving that way, yeah. he doesn't mean any harm. He never hurt anybody. Yeah. You know, like he was just trying to have fun. Yeah. But,
2: but that's wonderful yeah. because I'm still at that stage where I, when but this comes up, I'm I'm you know, I'm like. I expect people to know, and I'm thinking, why don't you know about yeah, it's this? It's like a
0: frustration and yes. an and, and and anger almost that people ex- don't know more.
2: Yeah, they don't. They don't know, and even mm. at, in this day and age, if I if I tell someone, oh, that he's autistic, he's like, what? What is autism? I'm like, I said, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, then I tell myself, "Homa, you're not being a good advocate. Because I'm like, Google it. Why don't you know what is? Yeah. So I'm like, that. I, I don't have the patience. But this is the thing.
0: And I think also as well, it starts, um, you and I were having a conversation. We were some ladies a couple of weeks ago. And um, we got ourselves into a conversation. This is to- this with our other children's mum's friends, like group that we've known for years and years and years. And I won't go into the full story because um, other people will be listening, but it was that kind of, it was exactly that situation and the fact that these people have known us for such a long time and they've known our children for such a long time. But the, 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 the kind of comments that, and, and judgment that comes without any malice or any anger yeah. behind it, but just a, oh, why didn't you do this? it's like oh well there you go i've never thought about that Oh, why don't i just do that yeah and and it it's for, for us it's so frustrating because they it's almost like people are attacking your parenting style and it's like this is not about my parenting i have two other you know it's not about that it's about the autism and it's about the condition and it's all about just trying to kind of navigate around that and interestingly my two girls go to a different school. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before than my son. Um, I really struggled and my husband and I really, really struggled uh, for months and months and months to figure out what was the best for everybody, whether or not to keep them all in the same school and move them and we moved them. So they're, they don't accept children on the autism spectrum and um, although we really struggled because we don't necessarily agree with that, we need to do what is right for our girls as well and I think that's kind of where we've made progress as a family um whereby we accept that the world is not um, perfect and also we do whilst we're advocating for noah um we have to put all of our child's needs all of our children's needs first and we need to look at them individually and see what is right for each of our children um certainly now as they're getting older and um what's important to them and um in terms of their development and, yeah. you know, what their opportunities are. So not, not, like my girls didn't ask to go to this specific school, but we introduced it. And even though they were like, oh, you know, it's a shame that Noah can't come, we said, well, you know, we'll try and see what happens. Absolutely thriving, doing great, loving it. Yeah. Um, but Lily, my youngest, came home from school and, you know, they've made lots of friends and everything else. And my youngest is... Um, you know, started having play dates and asking people back to the house, and she said to me, "How do you think people, my friends, are gonna see Noah? How do you think that? Do you think it's gonna be okay?" And um, I was really shocked. Obviously. She's eight. eight, and she said, "Because there's nobody like Noah at my school now, because at the other school there were." Uh, children integrated into the classrooms and I was really taken aback and I remember I think I'll probably always remember that conversation and I was in her bathroom with her and I didn't quite know what to say to her because I felt um kind of quite frustrated and angry not at her but by the situation I felt very emotional I was very all of these emotions started coming, (laughs) but I was like I'm gonna have to channel this because it's gonna come out in the wrong way I wanted to be very clear but I almost needed to take a minute to think about what I was gonna say and how I was gonna say it because it's a really important topic Um, and especially if because it was her that was you know the different. It's very important that my all of my children feel comfortable in their house, and they're welcoming other people to come. Um, so anyway, we had a conversation about it. I brought Maya into the conversation um, because she doesn't she doesn't have people to our house um, or hasn't since she started the new school. And I said to her, "Do you feel comfortable about having people here?" And she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Okay, but what about Noah?" And she said, well, you never really know what he's, you know, what's going to happen with him. And I thought to myself, I said to them, well, what does he do that might make your friends feel uncomfortable? And I said, well, the neighbor came the other day and he just ran up to them and gave them a hug. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, so is that—is that it? And she they both said, look, it's not, you know... There's no behavior, there's nothing that he does that is that is upsetting for us to see or is going to upset anybody else. But I think it's that explanation yeah. of him maybe watching Peppa Pig and then somebody saying, well, he's 11, why is he watching Peppa Pig? And then having to explain yeah. it or defend yeah. that situation or the judgment that comes with it from children that have not actually been around yeah. these children. So they're not used to seeing... Um, Behaviors that are maybe different to what they would come to expect from an 11 year old, you know, so I think the stress comes from having to justify almost their brother's behavior and also for them saying, well, look, Lily's brother's a bit, you know, and then having, you know, they're girls and they're in those those age groups where I think she was maybe worried that somebody might tease her or, or start. Talking and teasing about her brother, which I think she would find very upsetting. you can bully
1: her. Yeah, yeah. She could be bully- yeah. And just, I think yeah. that
0: I'm really happy that we kind of had that conversation yeah. because anybody who's grown up with my children, no issue at all. They have got absolutely no problem at all with it. He's just who he is. Everyone accepts. They know. They understand. There's no questions to answer. Whereas with new people, there's new questions. There's questions, and then there is have to be responses, and then there has to be a level of understanding. So it was interesting because I just said to her, to both of them, "Look, Maya, no issue, She's just a teenager. They go to the mall, and you know everything else. And she's got her own room and her own setup and a whatever. So she can have people that come, and you know she wouldn't want to hang out with the other two anyway. But for for Lily, I think we kind of talked it through and you know, one of, one of the ways that we kind of get around this is to slowly introduce Noah to situations yeah. and introduce him to new people. So we have to have a structure if somebody new is coming to the house, not to make him feel comfortable because he doesn't care, and not actually to uh, introduce Noah to the guest, but to make Lily feel comfortable, you know, and I think that's the thing for us is like, okay, well, you know, in our first encounter, would you like us to be in the house? Would you like to meet for, you know, 30 minute, introduce Noah and then not physically remove him from the area, but, you know, you can go into your room and play if you feel more comfortable or, you know, how, how do you want to, how does this want you want it, oh, this to work God. for you?
2: Listening you dog. I mean, it's like, I'm thinking like the things which are pretty simple, right? Are, it's such a task like just what is the thing that like just inviting someone over and we have to have a whole strategy like like, yeah. uh, you know, like, like a military strategy yeah. like it's exhausting it's, absolutely it's, it's also ridiculous it's, it's um oh my god it just because i know like uh heather makes sure that we ha- don't have a social life i mean i'm just <laughs> i'm just <laughs> being mean here but you know for a long time if the neighbors would knock he would be like you'd open the door he would like no he would close the door on their faces like that's it i was like oh i want you to do that <laughs> for a long Not time going out for tea today <laughs> yeah so i you know so he in in he's he's at the age now where he he wants friends and he likes and and he's made some like a few good friends who do come over um for study dates um so that's our play date but um but for a long time he um it was uh, difficult for him to accept um younger kids coming over for for my other uh, kids and and um and for a long time i also ignored that because he autism was our center of the universe everything was autism everything was you know according to that and i i feel bad that my other kids you know as you said we would go on therapies that was our outing we would go on therapies together and and everything was we would go on Heather's there's play dates together where his he's meeting his friends i'm dragging the younger two along kids this is your play date too and now i'm at this age where i'm like no as you said that you shifted your girls to different schools because they are individuals they have their own needs and and now i'm at that stage where i i feel i've i'm not doing justice to other kids mm-hmm. my they, like Suleiman might have the need for not for a play date. And now his um, friends like I haven't actively gone out and and done that for him. And I see that now other moms are approaching, oh, can you send Suleiman over to play? And They're individuals, yeah. Yeah, exactly. and yeah. I send him over yeah. and I don't have to worry that, yes. oh, something will happen. Yeah. I know he'll be fine. Yeah. And, and you and, don't feel guilty. And now. I don't feel, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I don't feel guilty now because before I would be like, no, we are one unit. Yeah. We're, whether they, they liked it or not, I would be dragging them all together, whether they were happy with that or not. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh no, we were like, we have to go, everywhere we go, we have to go together. But it's not healthy. Do you know what? It's funny you should say that because um, that's
0: how I was. And actually, now that my kids have grown up and they're all at different ages, and I think it's almost, we always say that those younger years are harder. But actually, I think now it's more difficult. Um, I mean, I'm I'm loving having older children. Um Because I think that Noah's at a point now where we really do get to enjoy our children more. I enjoy my children a lot more than I did when they were younger. And that sounds awful. But I think I was so focused on keeping them together, making sure that we got to the therapy. Everything was so much, you know, that focus. And I think we've taken a little bit of a step back now. And we're just kind of enjoying seeing them grow and seeing them develop and seeing what people they're kind of developing and turning into in their own little personalities but until you've just said that it's really strange and I don't know whether or not you felt as well that you had to keep yours together does that is that like a thing that you felt as well that you you were always together you didn't want to kind of split them and send one to a play date and not the other it was important for you to keep them together
1: I, I would love to see that <clears throat> Raphael has no friends like his own friends because our friends are so wonderful Mm. that they include them every time they're invited to a birthday party or to a play date it's always as a team they go together you know it's not I'm inviting Ricardo only no I'm inviting Rafael and Ricardo so it's uh, it's very very special to Mm. us Mm. you know to feel that they are welcome together, mm-hmm. you know, because they're they're twins. They're the yeah. same age. They're yes. both It's a different boys. dynamic, isn't it? Yeah, because a boy and a girl, yeah. you know, it would mm-hmm. be different. But yeah. you know, they're both boys. Mm-hmm. They're the same age, and mm-hmm. then we always invite. So we haven't experienced that yet. Yeah. yeah, And this is something that we really appreciate. I mean, I think this is something that Kata brings to us. Yeah, because it's a small country, Absolutely. and yeah. you feel so like welcome. Yeah. Well, I think it's a family. Like, yeah. It's a family
0: thing because you don't have your family. Most of us don't have our family here, so mm-hmm. our friends yeah. become our families and the same with um with noah really is the fact that he's got his own little set of mates and they all kind of rally around and no one's judged and you know he's got the opportunity to go to birthday parties and play dates and things like that and um it just it's 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 a normal progression isn't it it's uh you know you're growing up and then you have to go and do things on your own and that's what they want to do as well, you know. Has Mariam started having playdates yet, or is she still a little bit younger?
2: Oh no, I I feel um, the I feel their development has been affected. Um, I'll I'll take the mom guilt. It's my fault, you know. Uh, but uh, she's still um, she's like for example, like yesterday we were at an iftar. And throughout she was like, I hate this place. I don't want to be here. I wanna go home in front of the host. I was like, just just don't say that in front it's like this is boring. And I know because as as it progresses, by the time we're about to leave, I was like, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> I said, you know, we're about to leave. I was like, I'm I'm thing hide and seek. I'm having so much fun. I said, I okay, that's good, you know. So it's like that. It's a constant challenge. Like I'm I'm having my iftar, she's hitting me, she's hitting the nanny, she's like all that frustrated because i took her out of anxiety. her yeah because yeah, yeah. i took her out of her comfort yeah. zone mm-hmm. and so we're still uh, facing that mm-hmm. but i was I, I just i was thinking do you feel like i would feel guilty that oh if i if heather is not having a good time no one will have a good time yeah. like mm-hmm. if he, he heather cannot have that Suleiman so and Marim cannot have that either. Yeah. They cannot they cannot have yeah, that makes sense um, as a mother that makes so much sense. They cannot have yeah. a, a, like a good social life. I'm mm. I mean, like I I didn't say it like that, no. but I you know, I dragged everyone to be a martyr that, oh, we will all sacrifice together. Mm-hmm. But it's not they don't I'm the parent they don't have no, to
0: it's a very it's, this is thing, it's very I think it's just so difficult. It's such a difficult thing emotionally as a parent to be able to strike the balance right and to get everything right. There's so much guilt, there's so much emotion and I think for me personally, especially in those early days and years, I kind of was very blink, like very blinkered, and um, even now when I look back and actually looking forward, and even now in the moment, I am a constant grappling with my: is everybody okay? Are they? Is everybody getting what they need? And I, I don't mean what they need in terms of food or you know or nourishment or sleep or whatever are there emotional yes. the, you know the mm-hmm. the needs of my children are they all being met yeah. um and i think it's such a it's such a tricky thing with the kids and it's such a tricky thing with the dynamics that we have in the families um to be able to try and get that just right so i think it's definitely a work in progress what are should we um go on to our top tips now so what are our top tips ladies for anyone who's listening um for you know uh uh happy siblings and just trying to get that dynamic right and you know what would you what are your best best recommendations and tips for you know striking a really kind of solid and strong balance (laughs) as we've all
2: talked (laughs) talked about (laughs) our failures (laughs) what will we do different next time what do you think yours would be? Um, I guess uh, mine would be that at the stage that I'm at, um, I would tell my kids that it's it's uh, to be to be comfortable with with what we have at home and um, and to accept that and to not to be embarrassed by by it and um, because that that will make them uh, a more um, I'm at loss for words. More caring, more empathetic human beings, and mm-hmm. they're they're too young to realize that. But as you said, when Lily came home and she said, "Oh, there are no kids like that in my class," so I I felt she was more richer when she was surrounded by right. such Absolutely. kids. So I I feel I'm going to use the word. It's a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> to, to have um, an autistic child in my family. And I feel th- it might be challenging now, but my kids will be richer mm-hmm. by this experience. That so, experience and exposure. Yeah. Right,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah. so something
2: to learn from, really, and something to, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Karina? I think I, have, I had to deal with my guilt for many years in terms of not giving the attention that Ricardo needed because it was impossible not yeah. to focus on Rafael, stop focusing on Rafael because uh, he needed it and I was learning everything. We were learning as a family uh, how to navigate through autism. And we left Ricardo for uh, some time, you know, his attention. He didn't have the attention that he needed. And he was showing that to us in a different way, in different ways. But we were able to see that years later. It was nothing that we could, you know, like he became super smart at school. And that was a way that he was uh, calling us our our attention. But here I can get good grades. Look at me. You know, he just would hug me all the time and say, I love you. And then for me to read that, you know, it took a while. Mm. I said, he's seeking. He he needs attention. He needs my time. Mm. So, you know, my top tip would be to... Just look at your neurotypical child mm-hmm. um take a moment, you know, mm-hmm. leave your guilt aside and and everything, but take a moment and see what does he or she need are they do they have what they need, like I said, in terms of uh, emotion and and time because it's so important and they were he was so little he was three, four years old, oh my God, that's so yeah, and that I had to deal with my guilt for for quite some time, oh. you know, and then. I'm sure things are okay, but I, I, I knew deep inside that I was doing my best, and I thought I thought I was doing my best.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't. We all, trying our, best. Oh. <laughs> We're all trying our best. I, I wish I my wasn't.
2: kids would try to impress me by being good in school. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, wish, I wish they would get my attention that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, I was listening to talk. I was like, oh my god, I want that.
0: <laughs> okay, and my top tip would be just echoing really what I was talking about with uh, Lily. Um, with regard to um, the siblings and how um, they feel that their sibling might be perceived outside of their family unit, um, just to really talk to them about um, you know the the situation that they might be feeling a little bit uncomfortable about and you know any any attention, um, that they're kind of asking for look out for those signs. You know, are they asking for attention? Are they screaming out for attention? Are they are they are there me are their needs being met? So I think it's all about communication, having conversations and trying to be with them and discuss and talk through what a solution might be to something that they how they are feeling. So I think communication channels need to stay open. Um and for them to know that they are as valued and as just as important as um as anyone in the house mm-hmm. you know everyone's valued everyone's the same everyone should be treated equally and loved and you know valued mm-hmm. valued for their contributions to you know making our family a family so um you're just so caught up caught with up. the autism so caught and then up. it's yeah. It's hard
1: for us to And it's
0: hard for children to understand yeah. that. Yeah. So I think that communication and talking that through and not may not making them feel guilty for talking about how they feel mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, if they feel that they're not getting enough attention or whatever, but just validating that and saying, Well, I'm sorry that you feel like that, I'll try better. Uh, you know, and explaining the fact that I'm I'm trying to help your sibling i'm trying to help your brother but you know w- my job is for all of you mm. not just for him so thank you for telling me and i'll try to do a better job yeah I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> okay um. thank you so much for joining us today ladies it's so lovely to have a chat and thank catch you, up thank you. and um we will uh see you for the next episode of this live uh, the chronicles of Noddy Mum. Take care. We'll see you next time.